0: I think it's worth being purposeful and fighting for it and trying to put your spouse in the best light possible.
2: I've never felt just as excited and free and just so excited as I have whenever he and I get on a plane and leave town, traveling, exploring, seeing new things that I have not ever seen and I will never see with anyone else but him. Wish that I could beg every young couple to take a few years and do that to the best of your ability first
0: holding each other up on the highest of pedestals.
2: Not only was I doing it for us, but I was also doing it for Eleanor. So excited to see Eleanor, that like we're kissing her and kissing each other too. You know, like we, we love each other and she sees us loving each other so much more.
3: Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed. You really want to stay connected in your marriage.
4: And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you.
3: I'm Adam King.
4: And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them.
3: So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today, we have Anthony and Kelly McCool with us. We're having a conversation about how to prioritize your marriage with a newborn.
1: And before we jump into their introductions and the topic, um, we want to give a shout out to MK Uber, who left a review on Apple Podcasts, and they said, every episode is a nugget of gold for improving yourself, your marriage, relationships, and your life. Thank you,
3: MK. We're really appreciative Yes, for leaving that love.
1: Yeah, we, we thank you so much. It helps when you guys leave reviews. It helps us reach many couples. Yes. So we are so grateful to have with us Anthony and Kelly McCool in Tennessee. And they are um, very busy and gifted people. And they also have a newborn. So uh, qualified to speak on this topic today. Um, So let's see. Kelly is an RN um, and a teacher. And Anthony is a PhD student and a student pastor at their local church. Um, They both are highly educated. Kelly has a bachelor's of science in nursing and Anthony has a bachelor's of science in political science, a master's in theology and a PhD in political philosophy. Um, And they are passionate about keeping a peaceful home and having a joyful marriage, even with a newborn in the mix now.
3: We're looking forward to this conversation.
1: So, welcome, Kelly and Anthony. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. We are so excited. Honored,
0: honored to be here with you all.
1: Well, we chose you guys for this topic on purpose. Um, We've been Instagram buddies for a few years and um, we've just seen how you guys have been able to keep your marriage prioritized and close and keep your kingdom work a priority even while having a newborn. So we're excited to jump into your story
2: we're excited
3: we're <laughs> <gonna pass> away. <laughs> all right so one question that when we were kind of preparing for this interview with you guys um that people have asked us is how did you know that you were ready because i know it's that's such a like a because it's different for everybody but how for you personally did you know that you're ready
2: to
1: have a baby oh gosh.
2: we're yeah. gonna have different answers on this because I thought I was ready from, like, the get-go. And he was the one that pumped the brakes a little bit and wanted to wait a few years. And now I'm so, so thankful we did. Um, Oh. Well,
0: also, uh, on a lighter note, we talked first about getting a a pet, and a a dog. We didn't talk
2: about (laughs) getting a pet. I (laughs) begged for a
0: pet. And, and,
2: And
0: then that naturally led us into... Ironically enough, talking. Well, he about said it.
2: no. He wouldn't let me get a puppy, and so I said, "If, if we can't have a puppy, I want a baby."
0: <laughs> He's like, like, "Okay, I we could do, right. do a ba- we could do a puppy." <laughs> yeah, but I, I would have rather focused how we did and waited a little bit longer and had a baby versus. I'm
2: just like, how we knew we were ready. I guess. I mean, when, when we got married and I moved here, I was working as a nurse full time still, mm-hmm. and he was working for our church and for the school. I was missing so many things. Call holidays, weekends. Um, I missed our youth group going to Congress. Actually, Mm. he took them, and I had the weekend off. And last minute, I had to go in, and it's heartbroken. And the door opened, um, and I've been wanting a day crying about it. The door opened randomly a week and a half before school started, um, where they needed some help um, in the elementary. And I mean, I'm a registered nurse, so Mm -hmm. it was mind blowing to even accept that offer. But walking through that door it changed everything. It changed everything. And I mean, we had to live, um, on a more modest means, but I would not change it for the world. And I think waiting on the Lord, I don't know that we knew we were ready. I think it just felt natural. Yeah. I
0: I would say it seemed like everything just began to align up so perfectly. We always had that desire and aspiration to have a child, but even initially we, uh, from a practical standpoint, we kind of had a two to three year time frame after sure. we got married. We still wanted to travel together some and, we had, and like, enjoy a long, that time. And I wouldn't trade that tail. for anything, but uh, not to, I don't think you can overemphasize just faithfulness to church and your mm-hmm. spiritual walk. And God knows the desires of your your heart. I mean, mm-hmm. and we believe that yeah. uh, so strong. Amen. So just yeah. uh, living our faith out knowing that that was going to be and wanted that in the future, the timing and our schedules and everything uh, came just really perfectly. One day our
2: conversation Mm -hmm. just shifted from like what a magical thing that will be in the future to, we
0: felt a peace in a conversation about you know if it happened now. Uh-huh. We, just, we felt a peace. I don't know if got ready, but we felt mm. peace. And we we prepared and, and read books. And but it not, did. <laughs> <laughs> nothing
1: prepared you uh-huh. right, until you actually have the baby. Yes. So it's interesting because I love your answer. It has to do with spiritual discipline, you know, and trusting God to give you that sense of peace. And when that conversation shifts, because. Yes. I mean, like you said, Kelly, your your finances actually you had to live on a more modest means because you yeah. were you were in a different position where you weren't making as much because a lot of people think having a baby is all about being financially ready. And when are you financially ready for a baby? Yeah. Right. Uh, so I love yeah. that your answer wasn't necessarily about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't yeah.
3: just the money aspect.
0: And actually yeah. and, and, and after a year or two, your friends and your family, that's Kind of the first thing they ask you when are you have having a baby, and that obviously gave that very naive uh, answer. Well, when we get the finances ready, when the things sure. down. Mm-hmm. obviously the more experienced couples would tell us, you will never be truly ready. And, I was like, and now I can tell the other the same. right?
3: Yeah, and people tell you, like, yeah, catch up on all your sleep you could get. You know, you just can't. <laughs>
1: you yeah. can't. No. no? Yeah, no so how long more. did you guys wait? Uh, how long were you married before Eleanor came along? Um, we were married, I guess, two and a half. Wait, two and a half. No, three years.
0: Right. Right at three years. Yeah. Okay. Really short, so.
1: yeah so right in that time frame, you had intended. You kind of thought mm-hmm. two, three years down the road. Yeah. You
3: know, what's funny, is we said, two years. And it end up to be like nine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my sister, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law—they waited yeah. like eight
1: years, and they don't
0: regret it at all. Sure, yeah. I, I yeah. will say, um, she was, she put the idea uh, in my head a lot more, and just gave me a much more of a desire. Because I got, I got married when I was twenty-eight years old, so I was mm-hmm. used to just, you know, really putting things off, putting things off. And I'm mm-hmm. really thankful. I'm not
2: putting things off. No, he was like working on his fourth degree. Yeah, well, no, yeah but, his fourth but, like, <laughs> degree. Yeah.
0: I'm really, I'm really thankful for her and um, all of the the time and preparation and, and showing me what I mean. I Always desired to have children, but yeah. uh, he, just the process
2: he has exceeded my expectations as a dad. Like I, I've been a mom since like birth. Like that's you know I just have like a mother's heart. I want yeah, to have nurturing. children. And mm-hmm. that's that wasn't always him. And to see him just flourish
3: in this role has been right. magical. I
2: mean,
0: you haven't awesome. always been a mom. <laughs> 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 he doing a really good job. That trying to experience his friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: great. I get it. how has it because we know you guys are in ministry, you guys are working toward degrees, you guys are like doing lots of stuff right now. How has it changed your life?
1: Mm-hmm. having a baby Well,
0: the, the one good thing with our schedule particularly working at the school it is very set mm-hmm. uh through, throughout the week with um scheduling of course a newborn's different now than having a 13 month old but it was a very uh set schedule and i mean obviously the mother takes on such more of the load especially with the newborn and even until now sure but, Being in an apostolic Pentecostal church Mm -hmm. on Sunday evenings and Wednesday nights—you know how it is on Sundays. uh, uh, It's—it's not a rest day. Not (laughs) not at all. That's been a a challenge, but also an opportunity. But uh, my wife is just. She's so prepared, um, and he's flexible in every aspect. And we live close to the church, which has been uh, oh, that's a great, nice, uh, a practical thing, but been a great blessing. There's, there's
2: been a time sure. or two where I probably, like, I, I would say I failed. Like, I just I could not get it together for the night, and he mm-hmm. always extended such grace. Like, he there's oh. never been undue pressure. Or anything if I just if I had a moment where I was physically mentally exhausted she was screaming and I just I thought in that moment hey I, I need a out. I can't do this yeah. he he may not understand he may not feel what I'm feeling but he's always always been so quick to extend grace and like let mm-hmm. me feel that and give me a moment.
0: Well oh, first off she failed. she hasn't failed but I think most of the time we set such expectations for ourselves in terms yeah. of hey this is what Sunday's gonna look like she's gonna behave like this during service and she's going to eat at this time, you know, and that, uh, as anybody listening with a child knows, is uh, uh, laughing. But just being flexible in knowing that no matter how much you prepare, just not letting things mess up the rhythm of the day, if you will, to be able to, hey, we're going to go home and skip tent. this event, or like, we're going to go home for this period of time and kind right. of reset and recharge. And right. Just remembering that this is an absolute blessing and gift from God. And, uh,
2: and on the hard days, mm-hmm. he always would remind me that like, if, if we had a service where she cried the whole time and I was mm-hmm. out the whole time and I, and I was thinking, why did I even go through the effort of getting myself ready for ready? I'm sitting here crying while she's crying. Yep. And he would just like, he'd look at me like, this is like the greatest blessing of our entire life, even mm-hmm. in this moment. And he could bring me back. And mm-hmm. it's also
0: in my ministry, our ministry. Yeah. Um, from preaching and different topics, it mm-hmm. made, makes me realize, uh, not that I ever didn't respect mothers and, and what they did in no way, right. but it, it's been very eye-opening and yeah. um, I can't say in no way that I could truly relate, but it's given me an extra <laughs> level of sensitivity to, of to the church and even scheduling activities yeah. to
2: the proclamation of the Gospel in all facets mm, that's good yeah good. Anthony, has
3: that been something like your way of taking that pressure of expectation off kind of and saying, "Hey, this is the way babies roll, <laughs> but is that sort of is that something you have to kind of remind yourself of? Because um, I know sometimes fathers get impatient too. Mm-hmm. I mean well, I'm yes. one sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, And it's truly, yeah, I do have to remind myself of that. And sometimes it comes out of guilt as well on a Sunday when you uh, could be doing everything from preaching to getting all of the announcements together before church and not being able to, because we like to be partners in raising baby, but that's not always realistic on a Sunday if my uh, duties on that given Sunday are are more uh, than the other. Uh, But also as we talked about expectation during this uh, pandemic time as well, which you all have experienced um, probably also mm-hmm. in the context of the service, not just with us personally, but there hasn't been nursery. There hasn't been yeah. Sunday school. So, so right. during the services you hear, uh, kids in the church and, uh, my father's pastor, he, he's talked several times like this is a, if a baby interrupts during service, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. <laughs> I and, love and that it, perspective. it makes you realize <laughs> that more and, all of the mothers and, and fathers in the church as well, it's, it's, uh, it's been really a time of coming together. And I, I just think it's so appropriate what we're talking about because it is mm-hmm. something that isn't spoken about much within the context of uh, uh, in ministry often. Yeah. But mm-hmm. just that relationship uh, between children's come, children coming to church with their mm-hmm. parents and the sacrifice they make to uh, get them there every Sunday. It's an absolute yes. beautiful thing. for, for sure. It's
3: a good reframe.
1: So um, you guys mentioned this very quickly earlier on uh, in our interview here, um, but I want to come back to it because I think it relates well to how you how you've managed to prioritize your marriage with a newborn. You mentioned that you guys did a lot of traveling before you had Eleanor. And so I wanted to hear more about why that was a priority for you and how it's impacted you today.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, He and I both I think we equally love being at home alone, just the two of us, like sit us on the couch in front of a movie, or usually we spend all our time like trying to find a movie and don't find one, but <laughs> <laughs> sits on the couch at home together. We love that just as much as traveling anywhere and everywhere I mean it's it's in both of us. just the love mm-hmm. travel. I don't care where it is we We just want to go, and we we have been very purposeful and every paycheck we get setting aside for that. We don't even, we don't have another trip in mind now, but mm. when it comes, whenever mm. it comes, we will have something
1: set aside. That's awesome. To go
2: for it. Um, but I think me personally, I, I, I mentioned this the other day in a post I made, but I've never felt just as excited and free. And I don't know another word, <laughs> but just, <laughs> Just so excited as I have whenever he and I get on a plane and leave town. I don't care wow. where it is. Just knowing that I'm going somewhere yep. with him, yep. you know, getting lost in a new city, traveling, exploring, seeing new things that you know, I've not ever seen and I will never see with anyone else but him. Mm. Um, it's it's just awesome. Yeah, wow. it's the,
0: simply it's just the time together and that shared unique experience that just mm. stands out and the in the memories that are made. My, I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: No, I'm sorry. I jumped a lot because I get excited. Um, <laughs> and like I said before, um, we'll travel again with Eleanor and it'll be awesome. It will sure. be wonderful. I want yep. her to see things. And we'll travel again without Eleanor and mm-hmm. it'll be wonderful. But we miss her and no experience will ever will ever exactly line up to the ones we had when it was just us exploring. And so I am so grateful for every experience before that. And I wish that I could beg every. Young couple to take a few years and do that to the best of your ability first, yes. you will not yes. regret it at all.
0: But I will Completely. say, our last trip that we went on about a month ago, we looked at pictures of Eleanor the whole time.
1: <laughs> 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 yep, yes. I get that.
3: I remember this conversation because we've traveled a lot as well, um, before kids and even after kids,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, just because of what we do. And uh, I remember the first couple of times, you know, you you see those parents who leave, and then they're, they're like showing their kids off the whole time, and you know, you're not, you don't have kids yet, and you're like looking at those parents, like, really, <laughs> oh. you know, don't you want to leave them? You know? yeah. <laughs> and then now we're that, now we're there, yeah, you know, like a day, day goes by and now we're like pulling out pictures and videos like, oh, they're so cute. Look at
1: this was from a year ago. Look how much they've changed. Yeah, it's so, totally
3: it's so weird to be on that side of so it. Speaking
1: of that trip, it's funny because I actually reached out to you about a month ago and said, hey, we'd love to have you on our podcast. And I didn't even know you guys were on this trip, but you responded with a photo of you on the beach and you're like, here we are prioritizing our marriage. <laughs> I just yes. love it.
0: That's so big. So what yeah.
1: was would you guys say? And I guess this question is for both of you, but first for you, Kelly, because I think as a mom, what would you say to the moms who are like, I could never leave my baby with someone?
3: Well, just pause. Yeah. This happens. Like we, we've had multiple people or even husbands reach out to us yeah. and say, we haven't been on a date this year.
1: Yeah. yeah, and because it's we can't leave our because, baby with and anyone.
3: Maybe yeah. we go once a year because my wife is fearful of entrusting our kids with anybody. And but that's her. not even
1: out of town. That's people just saying we haven't even been on a date. We haven't been without our child.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. yeah exactly. And so what
1: would you say to people who are fearful of just leaving their baby um, and and they have trusted people that they can leave their baby with?
2: Well, I think that that was my first issue I was going to address is yeah. if you have someone trustworthy. Um, both of our moms are amazing and so hands on and so helpful. Yeah. Um, I think. The the biggest thing for me was once I realized not only was I doing it for us, but I was also doing it for Eleanor. And she we came back. I mean, I came back from this trip, feeling like I went on my honeymoon all over again. Like I felt in love with him, like just giddy. I, I was giddy that. too. So I was coming back to Eleanor, and be like I I'm crazy about him. And it was so <laughs> cool to like have no sleep deprivation, no extra phone calls, no work, <laughs> anything, and just like a week to soak him in and remember like why I'm crazy about you. And wow. so I come home and we're so excited to see Eleanor that like we're kissing her and kissing each other too. You know, yes. like we, we yep. love each other and she sees us loving each other so much more and we like yeah. are bonded all over again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, I can't tell you when the right time is. Um, I, we waited a year. I mean, some people do it six months, you know, whatever works mm-hmm. for you. But I think whenever that time is, do it. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be out of the country. But prioritizing your marriage is prioritizing yourself as parents as well. In my, yes. in my opinion, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would say off of that as as well. Uh, Kelly has done such an amazing job, even with sleep training. And I, I know every every baby is is different, and I wouldn't sure. even pretend to say, hey, this will work for X, Y, Z. But mm-hmm. um, she's done such an uh, amazing job in preparing her that she now goes to bed at seven thirty, almost like right on the nose. Nice. Every night. So really, that time in the evenings has been special for us, mm-hmm. even though we're not necessarily taking a, a a date night, going out to a restaurant, mm-hmm. but we try to be purposeful with that time
2: yes. each week and um
0: yeah, yeah I love it, it. And, and
2: don't get us wrong that. we co slept for six months we've we've been on
0: both sides <laughs> of it and
2: which is sure. wonderful too at first I thought oh my goodness we'll co sleep purpose is awesome and then she quit sleeping and we we're like wait
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll speak to but, that
3: a little bit like yeah because some people <laughs> are still co sleeping and they have yeah much older children. How did that affect you guys?
2: we didn't realize that it was honestly until we sleep trained and realized when we got our our bed back and our evenings back and everything, we didn't, we didn't, I guess it's almost like, you know, they say it's a slow fade with church. If you quit going, you know, just on a Wednesday, just on a Sunday, you don't really realize until you get back in full force what you were lacking, what you were missing. And I feel like it was almost the same. And I'm not, I am not here to tell anyone to sleep train that. Sure. But I will say she is so happy in her room. And yeah, she, we cuddle her, we rock her and we sing, pray over her and kiss her and lay her down. And she's so happy. And then like you said, we have every evening together to regroup. We're not on a time limit with her one hour nap. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's our time to just yeah, be
1: together and win. be married. Yes, yeah. we are huge advocates of having that evening time, even if it's not going out on a date, especially with the pandemic. A lot of places yeah. aren't even open to go out on a date, but how beautiful to not even have to have a babysitter because yeah. you've sleep trained your child and you have this time in the evenings to be with each other. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: And so I think good. that helps us know like, no matter how stressful or busy the day is, like, we know we'll push through and we'll make it because then the day we have the
1: end of the day together. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Hey friends,
3: we'll be right back to our interview, but one quick note, if you love what you're listening to, you might also enjoy going through our card decks that we designed to help couples stay connected and in each other's world.
4: So there's Foundations, which is our starter deck, and it's all about boosting your communication skills. And then there's Sexpectations, which is all about spicing up your intimate connections. And then there's realizations, which is a deck for all couples, but especially dating or engaged couples who want to see how well they really know each other. So grab a deck or two or three by heading over to our website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com cards.
3: All right, back to the show.
1: So speaking of um, time in the evening, um, you know, we've done a lot of research on the importance of of date nights and it doesn't have to be like we said out and about. It can just be alone couple time. Um, but how often are you guys um, getting like intentional time together where you plan to do something, whether that's, um, you know, going out or it's a specific thing that you want to do at home together to have that alone couple time? I think we both...
2: We both love being around people. Um, I know me personally, I probably come off as extremely extroverted. I love being around people, but we both recharge at home together, like just Mm -hmm. as with us. We love our family. We love hanging out with people, but we recharge at home in the evening. And I think like our intentional things um, are just quiet evenings together. We'll both be Mm -hmm. reading. He'll be like studying or working on his dissertation and I'll just be reading a book or something. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know, we really, we don't do like fun date nights, but I don't, a lot, I mean, we'll go to dinner some, but we just enjoy our evenings together. I
0: don't know. We're blessed too, to have, whether we're in Tennessee or Louisiana, we hang out with our families a lot as well, and Mm -hmm. obviously they help with childcare as well, but uh, you said, mentioned, as we talked about earlier, even leaving her with somebody, which in the evening times. like my mom or her mom could put her to sleep, but that's about it. And you're talking like 7:30, but there's such mm-hmm. a comfort, even as she mentioned, knowing that she's sleeping well here. Sure. So I think we even yeah. enjoy our time that much more, knowing that she's comfortable as well, and we're here just with the flexibility and the. We like we honestly we
2: like just getting takeout. We're yeah. takeout people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys, introverts. A good date night, but I. Like this year for Valentine's Day, we got takeout and he like set our kitchen table up all pretty and we ate. Aww. It. And that was probably my favorite Valentine's Day ever. Um, just being Aww. home. I'm not even kidding. We, we're homebodies. It's so weird. We're either like That's homebodies so or special. we want to like travel somewhere. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. I
1: love it. That's great. At home dates are are awesome. And especially in the pandemic season, I think folks could um, probably soak in a lot of the advice you're well, giving dates, just to get takeout.
3: Uh, well, just to like let you in on this, some stats, just so our listeners can understand the importance of dates and what you guys are saying, um, that men that don't have date nights once once a week are two and a half times less divorce prone. And women who don't have, or do do have have date mm, nights, do have date nights once a week are four and a half times, uh, divorce, less divorce prone. Wow. So, and they report higher states of happiness and stuff. So like simple date nights, reconnecting the way we fall in love originally Mm -hmm. is so important for just, you know, that that positive state of being in your house, right. you know? Yeah.
1: And so you can have so much, like, like you said, shoulder to shoulder time where like he's working on his dissertation and you're reading a book and that's important too. And then you need the intentional time together. Yeah. Even if it's at home, that's perfect. We don't and have to be out. I'll and about. say it,
2: so a sacrifice he makes, he does for me a lot. He doesn't love like walking. That's not his thing. And I, <laughs> love walking. I love like pushing on the, the stroller or just walking outside. And he, especially since I got pregnant, um, I, like, pressured him because I was, like, I don't feel safe. <laughs> but now, <laughs> I think, like,
0: Is so that coercion?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we actually, you know, we'll talk. Um, we'll, we'll intentionally not listen to music or anything. And we'll just talk. We'll go on walks and talk. And mm-hmm. it doesn't take a like, lot. I don't need a fancy date night. I, bring me flowers and take me on a walk. And I'm happy.
0: It goes back to something we even established before we got married is we wanted our home to be a peaceful place and a sanctuary yeah. and a, mm-hmm. a place we wanted to look forward to coming to and right. uh, I go back to even you look at as we talk about different relationships, our life centers around the church, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously we do have date nights for you know the stereotypical go to a restaurant and event, but mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. things we do are uh, getting ready to to go to a, a church event, a church service, and I, I think mm-hmm. that's even more so why we just enjoy each other's company at home, and it's just a, mm-hmm. a sanctuary. We are a constantly place going.
1: Mm,
2: yeah. I, love
3: I so, have a question for you guys here um, because I, I I get the impression that you guys are very busy people. You guys are very involved. You're talented, so more people want your expertise or involvement gifts. in things. Yeah, yeah. your gifts. How do you stay on the same page and how do you balance? Because someone can have a higher tolerance at, in one season than the other.
0: I, I mean, uh, um, okay. Let me say this. Let me start first. I, It's been a, a challenge uh, as we got married. I grew up in a pastor's family and and even she was coming from another state and I worked at the school and she was a nurse. So we had different relationships and everything outside of our marriage. So even when we'd come home, I, I would try to keep a lot of things in just to, you know, just almost like I thought I was shielding her from some things, just the different pressures mm-hmm. and the different stress that come along with different interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Yep, relationships. Yep. But um, which would cause me not to really open up and, and talk to her mm-hmm. at, about my mm-hmm. date. And and once she started Working at the church as well, it really gave us um, all of these different things to co- communicate about. And I feel like our relationship has gone gotten even uh, and that, stronger. That's something
2: we could have improved on before. before. and looking back, yeah. we could. Have, and you were protecting me in a way, and I did not communicate to him that you know I wanted to be let in on those things. Uh, Don't hold the stresses in. You know, I I could handle it as well. Uh, and I, and yeah. I had to work
0: on not allowing. The frustrations from the day, uh, come home and house of the peace that we talked about. And that's a, something I, I think being in ministry will, will be a continual battle throughout. Um, uh, yeah. Could you, that you say that no,
3: again? No. I, we lost the meaning there. The last yeah. sentence you said, just because you cut out for a second. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, uh, just that it'll be a continual battle being in ministry of not bringing your the stress and the frustration uh, home always and letting it affect those magical worry. evenings and the worry and the weariness. and the mm, stress. Absolutely. But I, I, I will say that in many ways, uh, when, when we come home, no matter what we've dealt with or anything that today, when we, we have that time with our, our sweet baby girl, Eleanor, she really, has a way of just Crazy. making all those things Aww, those things go away yeah
3: that's so how sweet. do you shelf it how, i mean some people have a very difficult time
2: it's it's not easy it's not and i will say mm. he is so involved our students um they call him at 11 o'clock at night sometimes we actually <laughs> a few we had some kids camp out in our backyard they climbed our fifth right <laughs> there set up tent which we love them and it's so fun that they feel comfortable to do that like (laughs) like, their parents felt comfortable like letting them do that we've made them breakfast um that's great we have had to have intentional conversations about okay you need to turn your phone off because I'm I'm better about like okay I'm my phone's on silent I'm taking a nap you know I'll deal with it Mm -hmm. and he's always present because he he wants to be and he wants to make sure he's everything for everybody all the time and he's so Mm -hmm. good at that but it, I think it requires intentional conversations, me, me, you know, communicating, I need you to turn off this conversation. and We'll pick it back up in two hours or, yeah. and he yeah. he can, and he will, but sometimes he has to be reminded. And I think me too.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm, sure. I'm really, I'm thankful for that as well. She's a much mm-hmm. better communicator than I, I have. A, <laughs> I had a tendency just to hold everything in and, you know, right. I just need you to assume, you know, what I'm dealing with at this moment and that's not mm-hmm. reality. And that's something that mm-hmm. i really had to work on and continue to do so. And I'm thankful for wow. the patience of my wife and yeah. how she's enabled me to open up in a, a lot of different ways, which has mm-hmm. been such a strength for our marriage, but also with other people as well.
1: So, yeah. yeah. I
3: like
0: that.
1: Yeah. So um kind of shifting gears here um, when people have kids, we often hear of their the, the marriage kind of dying in terms of that connection that, that people will have or that deep intimate um, just connection and so their public displays of affection go down. they're not sharing you know kisses in front of the kids uh, What would you say to people who who feel like that's necessary to kind of shut that down in front of the kids?
2: <laughs> he's laughing because I'm I'm as can be like I day one and he he has you know he was a little bit more introverted it took him a while to like even hold my hand or anything <laughs> hold my hand hold my hand say I love you say I love you she's like, like selfie it <laughs> took six months trying to say I love you to me it took like over year year for propose I mean he took his time uh-huh. uh, which is great because I would have been like I love you let's get married two weeks in but um <laughs> I it's hard for me to relate honestly to people who don't adore their spouse and I try and I work on it and I can I can level with people and I can be empathetic to an extent but um the greatest gifts the Lord will ever give you is the man or the woman that he has entrusted you with and you know their heart and their love aside from your your own um the children that he'll give you and the gifts the Holy Ghost too. And so I I'm just so in love with him, even on the exhausted days. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I guess I just bring myself back to thank you, Lord, for this gift. And I just mm-hmm. keep it at the forefront of my mind that he is a gift for me and mm-hmm. he's worth it and, and she's worth it and even, even if it's hard. Does that
3: me mean care. you never get frustrated or exasperated or? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I'm allowed to get
2: frustrated but if he does, like it drives me crazy. I'm like the way it be. so I'll like, do whatever it takes to make him not mad at me but I can do that.
0: <laughs> well- <laughs> I'll say this even uh, with children and, and before, this was another, one of those things that we talked about before we got married is just even in our conversations with each other and how we, uh, interact even around other people, um, just holding each other up on the highest of pedestals. She's not mm. the ball and chain. Oh, my wife's going to kill me. If I'm out past this time or right. you know, we just, we wanted to really be intentional and purposeful and not, um, portraying our spouse by a lot of the stereotypes that exist mm-hmm. in the world, not always mm-hmm. meant necessarily to cause the other harm, but, um, that we, we just wanted to try to live to a, a higher standard than that. I like that. Uh, so yeah, not only keep it not sacred. only
3: through your actions, but like, I, I like how you used through your language yeah, your because your language, your conversation does relay kind of maybe even project, what that relationship would like, so not just a ball and chain, or she's going to kill me, <laughs> yeah. for, but something different. Like, let me check it's, in my wife I because my might have some run going, it
2: by him, not because yeah. I necessarily have to, but it because I want to, and and, yep. and, yep. and respect for him, and he respects me, and it's just this constant. If I continually respect him and pour the affirmation and you know, show love for him, and he does the same for me, I mean, it's just this constant domino effect of uh, what we. Our goals in life are a peaceful and joyful home and marriage. Like that, yes. that's it, and um, that's how you get it. So, if your marriage mm-hmm. is struggling, your home is struggling. Pour words of affirmation, you know, pour respect into it, and see mm-hmm. see what happens. I mean, only good things mm-hmm. can come from it.
0: And, and back yeah. to the spiritual aspects of the marriage union being a sacred thing, not yeah. to be described with sarcasm or words right. that demean. But you know being purposeful and aspiring to lift each other up.
2: And we're cautious mm-hmm. about that. The same with Eleanor, you won't ever hear us say, you know, she's acting like a brat today or something like we just, we're not going to mm-hmm. use those terms that she may have a difficult day or she may be acting up. But at the end of the day, she is our gift. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's it. I She's
3: my gift. I love that. Yeah. Because you're not that. labeling. Right. We, we read a book uh, a while back by Carol Dweck on, is called mindset. Um, when we first had Adeline, such a great book, but she cautions against, um, she cautions against like labeling, like, of course you're a brat, but also labeling. And we wouldn't think of this as bad, but like, oh, she's so smart. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: If you label her with like, she's so smart. What if she gets a B? Mm -hmm. how does that, how does that affect her? And she tried her best. She did her best. Mm -hmm. She put the effort in, but if, if smartness is the only, is the epitome of Mm -hmm. excellence or achievement and she got a B, then what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, her identity is tied into it. So I just thought of that when you were saying,
1: like saying instead of like, she's so smart, but like you're focusing so well, or I show so much
3: determination. What creativity.
1: Yeah. Focusing on the behavior, but I love that um, you guys, you guys are cultivating this intimate connection in your marriage and you're modeling that to others, both for Eleanor and for the kids, the students in your youth group. Um, You're modeling that with your language. Um, It's beautiful. And then do you guys also model that in your, your public displays of affection?
2: I think so. I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid. Just to look
3: at your Instagram. I mean, yeah, <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll <kiss> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know. I mean, I definitely have, you know, had a couple of snide remarks or people joke or make comments about even social media. But if, if I can use any platform to lift up Jesus, lift up marriage, lift up motherhood, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it full force. And that's how I've always been. And um, if there's something good that I can say about him, I'll tell him first. It's important for me to, you know, show him words of affirmation at home, but I will also shout it to the rooftops because he's worth it. And I I want people to be excited about marriage. I want people to be excited about motherhood. I've also talked about, you know, our struggles and my struggles as a mom before. You know, it's not, it's not all perfect by any means, but it's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, we
0: would be the first to say to a couple thinking about getting married or a newlywed couple that it's very challenging. It's it's not a facade that we're aspiring on by any means yeah. but I think it's worth being purposeful and fighting for and trying to put your spouse in the best light possible I think yeah that's mm-hmm. a much better approach than many of the alternatives that are given uh but it's I go back to that word sacred and just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In everything you can in your conversation in your actions yes. uh, to to lift your spouse up to the the highest peak that I love that she deserves.
3: Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that too. When you say fighting for it, kind of what, what I'm seeing in the way that I see you doing that, like people, well, how do I fight for it? Like, what does that mean? But it, what I'm hearing is you're fighting for it through gratitude, almost like
0: mm-hmm.
3: thankfulness, being grateful and being thankful. Yeah.
2: And because th- like th- that, yeah, that's good. That's a, I feel like that's a tool the Lord has given us to fight fight against the world with our marriage is, is gratitude and affirmation and along with prayer over our family and, and our marriage. Mm-hmm.
0: And now mm-hmm. you have the highest responsibility of not just modeling to your church family and, and those that leave group, but there's, we now have a little girl that's watching every single thing we do, everything, single thing we say. Mm-hmm. So the stakes yeah. are higher. <laughs> And we, have, really, yeah. we
2: have and we've had moments of especially when she was much younger extreme exhaustion where you know we've had tense conversations and it's happened around her and we've since then we've talked about let's be extremely purposeful to be really cautious in our tones because she doesn't understand yet yeah so we we have we've been very and, intentional in our tones around her and those
0: are some of the same practices that we even talked about as we got married in- even in front of other people, if there was a disagreement or something, we'd settle it. Or do our best to settle it in private, away from anyone else. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to not be real or transparent. I'd be the first one sure. to tell somebody. Uh, yeah, we've had disagreements. And, you know, sure. Married <laughs> yeah. couple, married couple has. But you know, handling those in the those times of uh, more difficult times of communication in the, a proper and healthy manner. Mm-hmm. I
3: love that mm-hmm. Yeah, like because you exciting. don't ever want to embarrass.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. shining a, a positive light on marriage. I don't, I don't think that it's, it's like trying to be fake or put a facade. Um, you know, you hear the greatest testimony that you can have. You hear the testimonies of people who have been in the world and the Lord saved them. But one of the greatest testimonies you can have, we tell our, our time is to have never left, you know, that the Lord has kept you all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm think the same goes for marriage you know yes i may always be positive about him you know but thank you jesus that i i have this marriage and this husband to be so positive about um Mm -hmm. and i'm not ashamed of that
0: and we have we we really do have such tremendous support systems on both sides of our family yeah right with that being said at the same time we don't tell them everything i don't run to my mom or she don't run to hers yeah we had a disagreement today can you believe she did (laughs) that? It's, right. it's, a, it's a healthy thing to do. My mom
2: would say he's probably
0: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go listen to her. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's the sacredness in marriage that you're talking about. Absolutely. You can't just spread all your stuff everywhere. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. I love that. That's so helpful. Thank you guys. Um, we always like to ask couples, do you have any resources or things that you would advise people to read? Or listen to, or you know, any sort of.
2: There's this you know, really awesome couple, and you might have heard of them on Instagram. They're called Dear Young Married
1: Couple. <laughs> oh my goodness!
2: Like, give them a follow. They've got a podcast. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> Honestly, I think the the greatest resource that I I could tell anyone is to find a couple in your church if it's your pastor and your pastor's wife, I'm, I'm sure there are couples that you could go to and ask for them to pour into you. Ask, mm. if, Go with a pen and paper and ask for advice. What's kept you these years? What's kept the joy? What's kept the peace? And I promise you, if you find an, a Holy Ghost-filled couple that's been married years and years in your church, you will get just as good, if not better, advice and resources than any book in any library. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what we do. We have, we have several couples that, we turn to and we've asked advice and we pattern our lives and our marriage and um, as parents after.
0: Yeah. I echo the same thing, seeking out resources such as you all just apostolic Pentecostal uh, resources for marriage. If your church has a marriage retreat, that needs to be circled, highlighted and make sure you're at that. And just in the day we live in where, where marriage continually it's not denigrated. only been redefined, but denigrated by those who yeah. believe in it, <laughs> yeah. so to say. Yeah. It's bringing that level of sacredness uh, back to it with, mm. with God being the center.
1: Yeah. Love mm. that. So good.
0: Yeah, I do.
1: Well, we're going to be transitioning to the end of our podcast before we do. For those who are listening, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, if you could just take a moment to rate and review the podcast, that would be awesome. It helps us reach many, many more couples. So we really appreciate it. Okay. We're transitioning now to our dear young married couple letter. And so at the end of every podcast, we ask all of our interviewees, this question, uh, rewinding back to the very beginning of your marriage, uh, think back to advice that you wish you would have received and fill in the blank, dear young married couple.
2: You go first. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I, I don't know that I wish I would have received this. Um, I feel like we figured this out, um, that it really is going to be just as magical and wonderful as you'd ever hoped that it would be. And could be, if you make it that way, uh, mm-hmm. if you make it a priority and, and if he's wonderful, you know, tell the world he's wonderful. Don't let anyone, anyone hear you speak negatively about your spouse. um, practice words of affirmation to everyone, even to yourself, remind yourself of how wonderful he or she is. And and he will, or she will constantly be that wonderful in your mind. And I think it it can be, and forever will be as magical as you make it.
3: Mm, Awesome. Love it.
0: I would say just being as intentional as possible. Uh, But on the flip side, you can prepare, prepare and prepare, but you're, Never ready for certain things, as we talked about, even having a baby. But if you'll keep your spiritual self in check and your relationship strong with the church centered, everything is going to be uh, just fine. And the, every promise in the Bible is for you and your family. And God will truly keep your family. And he will put your life in a level that far exceeds any expectation that you could mm-hmm. ever write
2: down. And I would say one more thing. Spend less on yes. the wedding and more on the honeymoon.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's what I would love That's what that. I wish Amen. someone would have told me if you don't have to buy that dress you know you could you could spend three more days
1: in paris instead
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's a big deal right then you'll get better pictures there
1: oh that's great more on the honeymoon and and your marriage right investing in Uh, your marriage which is forever i love that i know this
3: will make a big difference for people going into this stage of their life Mm -hmm. and uh, we're so thankful for, that you would carve time out of your busy schedule to be yes, with us no, today. Thank
2: you for working with us, I'm so sorry. We're very thankful
0: for your ministry and it's yes. reaching so many.
1: We're, we, we love you guys, we're a huge supporters.
0: Thanks Aww. guys, we, we you guys. appreciate
1: it. Folks who are listening, if you wanna be able to get in contact with Anthony and Kelly, um, you can follow Kelly on Instagram at kelly.danielle, that's K-E-L-L-I.danielle. And her email address is kellymccool91 at gmail.com. And um, they're up to lots of good stuff in their ministry. you wanna
3: go check them out.
1: And like like you've heard them say, just shouting from the rooftops about Jesus, about marriage, about motherhood. So uh, go give them a follow and connect with them.
3: Thank you guys. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance,
4: And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.